Hey, it's Tina Anderson with April's 2012 segment of Get Fit, Stay Healthy, show number 46, Plateaus, OMG. Oh my gosh, seriously, so frustrating, super annoying, so common, really so predictable, plateauing. Whether you are trying to lose weight, lose body fat, trying to get stronger, trying to run faster, trying to run longer, cycle, you're training for a marathon, triathlon. I don't want plateaus to create hopelessness or stagnating frustration for you. So let's be proactive and understand what is going on with a plateau situation or how to prevent it or work with it. That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so, oh, and by the way, have you ever seen The Biggest Loser where they lose no weight, gain a pound, and maybe they're playing the game, but or they lose one pound and you can tell they're, they're in tears that they really... They really couldn't believe it. So can you imagine? So plateaus happen even if you're working four hours a day, pretty much every day, and work and living in a house where they help you with your clean eating and you have people around you that are supporting you. So if it can happen there, we know it can happen to us. Okay, so let's talk about kind of the why and how because plateauing directly is, is related directly to how fast your body adapts and adjusts to overload and change and really how long you repeat the same training protocols. It's sort of like our brains and learning. If we teach ourselves 10 new vocabulary words and relearn those same new words that we learned right every week, well, our knowledge is going to be limited to those words and our brain doesn't have to work very hard, right? So if I say to you, uh, define pretty and then next week I add beautiful, well, you already know those words. How hard is your brain working for you to answer me? It's just automatic. It doesn't work at all for the most part. But if I say to you, I'm going to teach you three new words next week that have nothing to do with those words, and I find three words that you have, I'm, I'm pretty sure you would absolutely not know. Well, to learn those words and remember them, you're going to have to work a lot harder, right? So if you're not creating a, an ad adaptation or a response to something new, if your training is not changing, then you're really in what? Maintenance, right? And your body is in kind of autopilot. It's like me going for a walk. Love it. It's wonderful. But am I really working that hard? Well, actually, I don't walk that much. So yeah, maybe a little bit of adaptation for me. But in this case, it would be better if I took a kickboxing class because I don't teach kickboxing anymore and I don't take it. I would be dying. If I went out and did rowing or something like that, if I actually got on an outdoor bike and went on a long ride, that would be huge cross-training for me. My body would be trying to figure out what I was asking it to do. The signals would be flying back and forth. What is this? What is this? What do we have to recruit? Fast twitch, slow twitch. Does she need endurance? Is she going to need speed? Is it going to be a sprint? What's going on? What's going on? My body would be working, trying to translate what I was asking it to do. So that is really what I'm talking about here with adaptation and with plateauing when your body is not asked to do that. So if it's strength or speed, agility, power, endurance, whatever it is, if you're not changing it up about every six to eight weeks, your body is adapting. So let's talk about even a bicep curl, right? If I'm using a 20-pound straight bar twice a week and I've been doing it for, I don't know, six months, my body is going, yeah, right, here's the 20-pound straight bar, whatever. If I pick up the 30-pound bar, my body is going to get a new signal from the cells back and forth to my brain. Okay, this is different, right? So, or what if I take the 20-pound bar 
and I do my reps super slow, or I do three sets with a 10 second break when normally I was taking a 60 second break. Of course, you can change reps and you can change your rest time and you can change a circuit and you can pyramid or reverse pyramid, et cetera, et cetera. Bottom line about all of this is that your body needs to be forced to adapt to something different in a positive way. You're kind of stressing your body in a good way. And of course that begs the question, okay, I get it. Um, I've been taking step class for like 15 years from two of the same instructors. And those of you who kind of fall into those patterns, you know what I'm talking about. Specifically, I have a good friend that listens to my podcast and you know who you are, (laughs) Uh, but you look great and you're fine. But if you're listening and you're trying to make a change happen, that could be you, right? So you need to stress that your body out in a good way differently. So anyway, it does beg the question, well, does it ever end? Like, how often can I change? And, you know, you can't put six risers on a step and you can't do repeaters any faster. And, you know, so what do you do at that point? Well, obviously, you do reach a level at certain things. That is why you have to look at different ways that you manage your exercise program. I can't pick up a 60-pound straight bar. Those of you that run marathons aren't going to do two marathons in a row on one day. Let's talk about that. What do we do? Well, you train smart so you don't hit your plateaus too early. And then second, you do what I mentioned, what I have been mentioning, is you switch up your training protocols. Or what us fitness peeps, those of us in the industry, like to call periodization. And let me add to this too, that someone who's really out of shape will be making huge gains. And those of us that have been working out for a long time are hitting plateaus more frequently, right? Because our bodies are used to so many things. The more weight you lose, the, the harder it is. I know, it's just so not fair. And of course, as far as how far do you go? Well, as an example, I plateaued in the amount of weight that I can lift. In the bench press, I can take the bar and I can put 25 plates on each side. Yes, I can. And I can get five or six, sometimes seven reps. Now, I could work up to more. Here's the deal. My wrists are hurting and my elbow joints are already talking to me at 25 plates. And I'm not going to go for any more. And oftentimes I lift less than that and do more reps because I'm not going to injure my joints just to lift more weight. It's not worth it. So I've kind of plateaued at that. I can do maybe more sets with it. I can change, you know, I change it up. So that's just an example of what I'm dealing with myself, and I really have plateaued at that. Okay, so let's go back to periodization. Or you probably heard cross training. Real quickly, though, before I jump into that a little bit more, remember that you can change up your exercises, your reps, your sets, your routines, classes, hikes, circuits, runs, walks, treadmill routines, all of those things. Now, you want to change every six to eight weeks. I mentioned that kind of quickly because you'll pretty much jump into a stalemate. So if you are taking the exact same class, especially from the same instructors, if you are walking the exact same route at the exact same pace, that kind of stuff. Change is a good thing. Get uncomfortable. Realize that those signals are representing adaptation. Your muscles working overtime and they're training harder. So they're probably burning more calories. Okay. Cross training and periodization basically means you work in phases or you schedule out some sort of program with planned changes over a specific time frame. Now, it can include the type of workout. So I've, I've alluded to this already. It could include the amount of rest and recovery. It could include the speed or velocity at which you train, run, cycle, whatever. The amount of weight you lift, the reps, the combination of exercises, intervals versus endurance. 
You could work in short spurts, right? Longer ones, longer time under tension. A total body training versus a split routine, working indoors or outdoors. I'm tossing out tons of stuff. And it's based on one very important assumption. I know what assume means, make an ass out of you and me, right? But this is a good assumption that you are not working with a trainer. If that's the case, you need to be careful because random changes are not always the best. A good trainer will strategize based on your natural and gained strengths and your natural weaknesses that you have to work towards, any injuries and any other mitigating factors. So if someone says to me, gosh, I've been doing the same thing over and over again, and I ask them, well, how often can you train? Are you consistent? Can you train all the time? And they say to me, well, I never really know with my schedule. I can usually get in two or three days a week. That's a different situation than I am clockwork, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at five o'clock, and then I can add one extra day. If I have a client like that, that's a totally different scenario for me. Or once I get to know someone's commitment, their dedication, how hard they work, if they have a little ailment, does that keep them home? Are they a whiner? (laughs) You know who you are. Oh, God, I'm so tired today, that kind of stuff. Or do you just go for it? All those things. Bottom line, for those of you that are doing this on your own, get a piece of paper, look at your schedule each month, or look at your schedule for six to eight weeks, and think about what you for sure know you can do, what you're not sure, and then you're going to work around that. The basic way to get around this stuff and to prevent injuries and and to stay consistent is that if you like to do the same thing and you're trying to lose weight, okay, well, then I'm going to look at, oh my gosh, you're going to plateau a lot quicker. So I really want to watch that versus I like where I'm at. I'm really comfortable. I've sort of plateaued, but I would like to get a little bit stronger. And I do feel like I'm, I'm sort of getting injury prone. So I would look at all of that or depending on what your goals are, you're going to approach this a little bit differently. So you're going to plan it all out based on your goal. And if your goal is to maintain and not have an injury, then you need to stick in some different things in there. And if you do repetitive exercises like cycling or running or something with swimming where it's the same motion, then, you know, a yoga class or something that takes you out of that range of motion into a different range of motion or train outside if you're constantly taking classes or you're inside or vice versa. So if, you're, if you've plateaued in a good way and you want to stay strong because as we get older, we lose muscle mass, then you need to think what puts my body into a different situation. And you don't want to go crazy on that because That adaptation is good, but it can also create an injury if you go too crazy, right? So you're not going to go climbing, uh, you know, a huge mountain or a huge hike if you're already dealing with knee issues from too much running or something like that. you got to be smart about it. And obviously that would be where a trainer would help you. Bottom line is the primary way to do periodization is typically linear when we are starting a new program. And oftentimes it's not as intense in the beginning so you can produce a more effort on a consistent basis. So maybe you can train three or four times a week for 45 minutes, but you're not killing it, but it's consistent and good, and you're getting stronger and stronger. And then you can add a little bit of intensity to those 45 minutes. And then you can even add 15 more minutes. So then you're training four times a week more intense with 15 minutes. But then you could even drop down your super intense time to 35 minutes if you don't have the time, but you're training super intense. You could go kind of in reverse and start with more intense training, but not very much. You're still going to make gains. I I worry more about injuries when anything is too intense either way. But if you are really overweight, I don't want you on the treadmill for 45 minutes. It's too much pressure on your joints. So then there's the combination of both, which is actually pretty much the way I've been working most of my life. I'm very intuitive with my body, so 
I can go in a day when I'm strong and work like a warrior. And if I had a day where I planned to do that, but I was up all night with sick kids, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go easy. In the very beginning, I was linear though, for the most part for strength gains. Moving on from that, uh, that critical factor of that uh, equation, which is you doing this on your own, there is also one other which is extremely important as part of this. And it sort of creates juxtaposition or sort of a quandary, and you'll understand when I tell you why. And that is that you have to have proper recovery to not plateau. It actually sounds like we don't want our bodies to adapt, right? But we do want our bodies to adapt to get stronger, but we just have to create more adaptation every six to eight weeks or somewhere in that range. So here's the quandary. Although we don't want to hit a plateau from not adapting, we don't want to not rest enough and then not get stronger because our bodies are broken down, if that makes sense. So in order to progress and probably reach goals and not plateau over training, you have to rest properly because you get stronger during recovery and your body figures out how to adapt and prepare for the next round. There is the quandary. Well, you're saying, well, I don't want to adapt. Well, your body does learn from overload. So if I lift the 30-pound straight bar and I get tiny muscle fiber tears, right? So when you get sore, it's tiny micro tears. And then your muscles are going, oh boy, something happened here. We got to figure out how to fix it. Let's get stronger. Let's build up. Let's prepare for the next time. So then when you go to lift 30, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as heavy to you. You can do more. You've gotten stronger. And yes, you will plateau. You'll hit a point where, like I have on my bench press, if you want to get to 30 pounds, you have to recover properly for your body to adapt to that. So you're not hitting a plateau at that point. You are getting stronger through rest, and your muscles are adapting, which is a good thing to a certain point. Ah, crazy stuff, isn't it? If you don't recover properly, you'll get fatigued and lethargic, and you'll face the other kind of plateau in training, which is no improvement and not being able to force your body to move or adapt in a good way. You don't have energy. If you're too sore, you can't work out for three or four days, all that kind of stuff that we've talked about before you have to be careful of. So how much time do you need? Well, it depends on several things, and I've addressed recovery in a different podcast, so I won't go into this in detail. But I will tell you the factors that are critical in this equation, and that is your age, the intensity of what you're doing, how hard, right, if you're going full throttle or not for you, stress in your life, sleep, and nutrition. About in that order. Very small delineation after the first one, but... Nevertheless, so don't think that nutrition isn't super important. It is. So those of you that are younger, I would say, gosh, you know, from when you start exercising in your teens or whatever up to your 20s, and I would say even in your 30s, you know, a lot of my clients recover really, really well. Start to get into your 40s, and I'm 55 zero. Uh, it's a definitely a different recovery. I can be sore longer. I'm surprised sometimes that I've overworked. Something that I typically am intuitive about I have to be a little more careful now because I'll be sore longer. So if I do a 60-minute total body weight training and body weight training workout where I just am so on it, I feel so good. And trust me, when I'm in that zone, I just ah, I feel so good. I don't want to stop. Okay, well, the next day I'll probably be worked. And I'm going to have to go easier, take a day, or maybe do a really lovely yoga class. Now, I'm not saying yoga is not good because it is my go-to exercise class when I'm not training myself or teaching spin. I'm saying that it works differently. It is amazing. I love it. Those of you that are into yoga, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I suggest it all the time. I'm just not depleted from it 
I'm usually the opposite, right? So I could go to yoga the next day, something like that in my recovery. Okay, so that's the difference. If I did two spin classes in a row because I'm subbing, the next day my legs, I'm going to feel it in my legs a little bit. I'm not going to go do leg work. I'm going to recover. All right, if you're under stress in your life, do not underestimate what stress does to you mentally and physically. Oh my gosh. The more I study this, the more I am astounded in a bad way and just so concerned for those of you under stress. It is, I think, the root factor of just about everything other than just general DNA that you're given if you get a bad card. But stress, I think, will turn that card over. And, you know, anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Um, So be very careful about that. Okay, not sleeping enough. Recovery will suffer dramatically if this happens over time, over and over again. Again, the second thing I think we don't understand, how important good sleep is, okay? And then, of course, nutrition is critical. And it's not really much less than the first one. But, you know, I know people that don't eat that great and still can work out pretty hard and feel fairly decent. They're not, you know, junk food junkies, but they're definitely kind of maybe kind of clean eaters, maybe 75% of the time or so. And they do pretty well versus someone who maybe eats clean 90% of the time. Sometimes I don't notice that big of a difference. I don't, I know that, listen, I'm a trainer, hate to say it, but sometimes I see that. Now, if they're trying to lose weight, there's a big difference. But those that are sort of maintaining, uh, I see them oftentimes doing okay. And I kind of think that sometimes those people are enjoying their food more and not stressed about losing weight. So the stress they don't have about diet translates into more energy or more relaxation. Okay. And finally, your current condition is also really important. Runners do much better oftentimes in my cycle classes than an occasional walker or someone that's doing maybe um, a kind of a, just a low key sculpt class because they're used to you know, the endurance of it. So what you're doing right now makes a difference too. So there you have it, my friends. It's really easy to comprehend a very workable. This is really easy to comprehend, very workable in your own routines. Having said that, I know that I threw out a lot of stuff to you. I'm not trying to confuse you. Just change things up. Just change what you're doing a little bit. If you are striving for something and not reaching it, if you are starting out on a new program, schedule what you're doing, get a good book on working out or weight training or whatever you're doing, get a calendar, look at six to eight weeks, plot it out, figure it out, put in what you know you can do for sure, schedule it, and then factor in, am I sore? Do I feel like I'm not making any gains? Where am I? Pay attention to what you're doing and you'll be able to work around your plateaus. If you're happy right where you're at, then fabulous. You're living in fabulosity. Do what you're doing unless you get an injury or you're starting to kind of lose your strength or something. Love this stuff. So basic and so important. Next month, I'm toying with a few things. Um, I'm looking at metabolism. I'm looking at cravings and perhaps a review of how our bodies shed fat. I've got some good stuff and I've been going back and forth. So whatever, I'll figure it out. Are you ready? I'm so excited for June launch, the Groove Package, the Groove Package. And I've got seven, as I like to call my lucky sevens, because I think you create your own luck, uh, components that we work this into your life. I think you will live in a really good groove. I think you'll vibrate between earth, the people 
things around you and your higher power, in my case, God, I think you will, and the angels in the spirit world, I think you will vibrate at a high level, bouncing up and down and creating energy around you and giving it off and taking in the right people around you and shielding yourself from toxic energy and people, the groove package. I'm putting it together right now and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to make sure that it is downloadable for a very reasonable cost fee, but I am going to load it full of good stuff and resources and, and I'm using great experts and it's just, it's just going to be fabulous. So if you go to Tina Anderson, capital O, capital C dot com. So T I N A A N D E R S O N O C dot com. Tina Anderson, that stands for Orange County dot com. You will see a little preview. And the broken record that I have been about this site, I do have a great designer. She is fixing it. And as I develop all this and really finally get in my groove, I have been changing it over and over. I'm sure uh, I'm <laughs> close though. So there's a couple final edits. And phase one of the site is complete. And I will be focusing on adding content, blogging, and the groove package. So I am getting into my groove in such a good way. I'm so excited. And I want to share it with you. Please go check out TinaAndersonOC.com. I'm really pushing everything to that now where I will have my, uh, my YouTube site, TinaAndersonOC, where I'll have my blog, my blogging there. My connection to Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn all will be there. And I want you to join me there and sign up so we can be a strong community for each other. It's my, it's my dream that you have a place you can go where you know that you have support in living strong and fit and healthy mentally and physically, right, and spiritually as well. Until then, I want you to repeat after me. I'm serious. Today's a little different on my closing. You are going to repeat after me. So if you're around someone, say it to yourself or say it really quietly. If you're in your car, I want you to repeat after me. Are you ready? Okay. I will make good choices. I will set appropriate boundaries. I will spread some good vibrations in the world. I will find something to laugh about every day. And I promise to manage my stress before it manages me. This is Tina Anderson with Get Fit, Stay Healthy and TinaAndersonOC.com asking you to take very exquisitely good, fabulous care of yourself so you can do the same for others. And I promise that is what I'm trying to do for you. Have a good rest of your day or evening if you're listening at night. And I will catch you soon, hopefully, at TinaAndersonOC.com.